Welcome to episode 27 of the TCCG Roundtable. We're your hosts, Dragon Rider and Ron Mexico. And we also, Ron, have a very special guest with us today. We have Ryan, aka Casey Kid, with us as well. Hello. Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. Happy to have you on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, you guys inviting me. How could we not? Absolutely, especially after some of the things we're going to talk about. We we had, (laughs) Uh, yeah. But thank you so much for uh, agreeing to come on and chat with us. Uh, Now I want to start. We kind of do our like our mini interview. This might end up being just like part one and then part two of the interview. I feel like uh, (laughs) if you're going to stick around for for the whole show with us, but. Uh, first, can you just kind of talk about like what is your history with card games? Like, what got you into cards? What other card games maybe have you played? Uh, and what are you doing now? Yeah, so uh, you know, at a, at a pretty early age, I started playing, I think, Pokemon uh, with friends, just kind of casually. And then my brothers at the time were into Magic the Gathering, and so I, I pretty quickly uh, jumped up to Magic the Gathering and. I played that for quite a long time uh, and played Yu-Gi-Oh as well during the same time frame. But I will say I got out of cards, you know, almost 20 years ago and where I I mostly just played at that point uh, board games and uh, a little bit of miniatures. So over the last, I would say, eight years, I played Star Wars X-Wing pretty strongly and I liked to play that competitively. So I did travel a little bit um, and played some X-Wing. But then... I heard of this new game, Soulforge Fusion, kind of read the concept of it, right? The algorithmically created decks that uh, a lot of people had hoped would get us away from um, the ability to net deck. Not that that is, you know, necessarily an issue, but I would say in X-Wing, it was a very common thing. You would see a list being flown and then you could easily just go see what was doing well in the current meta and, and fly the exact same thing. And not that that's what turned me away from the game by any stretch, but that is one thing that interested me very much in Soulforge Fusion. So I had missed the Kickstarter for Soulforge, uh, but I, I quickly got into it right after release and uh, started playing it here locally in Minnesota where there's a small but strong crew. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been up to recently. Soulforge Fusion quite a bit. Uh, I was able to meet Don at uh, TCG Con Denver, which was phenomenal. It was. I was such a fun time. And uh I will say I'm uh I'm a net decker. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Not bad at building wrong with that. No shame. Just, no shame. The, you it's know, fine. but but that for me, that's the appeal of Soul Forge Fusion too, and like why I've been so drawn to that is because I don't have to build a deck. I just open one and go, Cool, here's mm-hmm. my deck, and I just play. When I play Hearthstone, I go, Ron, what have you been playing? I'm just going to copy your deck. <laughs> and then if I lose with it a bunch, I just go, well, I'm going to blame you now because your deck sucks. <laughs> uh, but... It's a solid move, honestly. <laughs> I support it. Yeah, but it's it's so interesting hearing like the kind of different directions that people take of what guides them towards or away from different card games. So that's awesome. Um yeah, and, and you, one thing I, you know, I really loved about Soulforge Fusion is the limited deck building, you know, and um, I think one of the reasons, uh, you know, I really got 
drawn to it was that I, I do like to find new things. I always liked building decks. I like customizing new things. Um, and, and I was never offended when someone took my thing, right? That's the greatest praise. But it is interesting to have a deck where no one can copy the exact same thing you built. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so I, I also want to bring up before Ron gets to ask another question. I'm sorry, I'm jumping in again. I'm cutting in line. Uh, I, I just also want to bring up, like, you also have started with content creation for this. So not only did you... I guess jump back into card games after taking a break for a long time, but you've also started doing YouTube videos, which like what kind of drove you to want to start doing that and kind of what made you want to pick the direction that you did? Yeah. So I, you know, right when I started Soulforge Fusion, uh, I, I did pretty well right off the bat. And, you know, a couple, couple people noticed and, would make comments that, hey, you think a little bit differently than, you know, some people that play this game, you have an interesting mindset. Um, and then they would ask me questions and it, you know, just kind of went from there. Uh, and then I went to FuseFest, which was the set to pre-release event here in North America. And I was on a, a car ride, very long car ride with a couple of other individuals. And we had just phenomenal conversations, you know, hours and hours of Soulforge Fusion tactics and strategies. and talked about the things like what do we wish we had known when we first started playing the game that would have really just kind of jump-started our ability to play. And out of that, you know, I thought maybe this is something that I could help new players come into the community and, you know, increase their skill level so that, you know, you can avoid those moments where you, you don't understand a part of the game um, or you make, you know, potentially a subpar move and then later on you go, oh, I wish I would have known better. Right. So that was really the impetus for creating it. And uh, to be honest, it's really fun to try to learn video editing, learn YouTube. Like I always enjoy learning new things. So I do get some of it out of it as well. That's awesome. I, I learned a lot from your videos <laughs> ahead of TCG Con. I was like, all right, I'm watching all of these videos so I can learn as much as I can. Cause I know like nothing. I started playing the game like, basically two weeks before the convention so i was like i know nothing <laughs> i need to i like learn. the these cards look cool approach sometimes that works it, it, yeah. the first tournament i went to for soul forge i i honestly i cracked a booster and i said these cards look cool <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah and you know it worked it worked so all right ron you want to hit him with a couple of questions um, I actually wanted to hear a little bit more about Star Wars X-Wing. I, I've always been like a huge Star Wars fan my whole life, and um, I don't know anything about that game, but it sounds super awesome. Uh, what was your like background and experience in that when you played it? Yeah, so I, I loved X-Wing, or Star Wars. I've always been a Star Wars fan, um, huge fan, and, and someone showed me X-Wing, so I tried it out. It essentially, it's a... It's a squad-based uh, aerial tactics game. So you get to build uh, a list of, you know, typically anywhere from two to eight ships and fly them in formations, uh, use tactics to fight another squad, essentially as a deathmatch. The game has evolved a little bit since then to now have objectives and scenarios where you could have, you know, zone control, um, point objectives and things of that nature. But... It was really interesting to me because 
you didn't just have flexibility in the way you could build your list, uh, like the proton missiles you could load out, you know, or plasma missiles, just the different types of way you load your ships, but also the way you fly your ships, right? You could fly in formation uh, when you first got attacked, you could kind of scatter and try to come back around and you could really see how different people approach the game and their mindset, you know, if they're aggressive or if they're not. And it just showed out in a different way than a typical board game or a card game would. That's cool. I love the concept. Yeah. And I think you're like the second or third person we've had on the show now that has mentioned playing that. And I'd never heard of it, honestly, <laughs> until we started interviewing people on this show. And it's like, what? I've never heard of that. Uh, so I find that very interesting. I do think it's a great like way to wade into miniatures gaming. There's a couple other good ones that are easy to get into and easy to start playing. Uh, Star Wars X-Wing is, is phenomenal for that as well. Yeah, any other uh, questions you want to ask right now, Ron? Um, the only other thing I, I really had like forefront of my mind was just um, uh, hearing about like any particular like accomplishments or specific things that you've done like within the realm of card games that you're like really proud of or, or something you want to talk about like soapbox time go for it sure um yeah i'll i'll talk about my most recent uh well last two soulforge fusion ultimate championships uh so my brother and i went to both of these tournaments and I have the honor of being second in an ultimate championship twice now, back to back, uh, which, you know, some people have, have asked, you know, oh, you know, that must hurt. But not really, uh, to be honest, to be able to share this uh, with my brother who happened to get first each time. So I, I lost to him in the finals each round. Um, but it's, it's very cool as uh, siblings to go first and second into back to back uh, of the really the first major tournaments for this game which uh, has just been very cool. Nice. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's amazing. I think we'll talk about that a little more, and I will... I'll, I'll phrase it the way that I have it typed in the show notes, because uh, <laughs> you liked how I had the phrasing in there. We'll save that one for a little bit later. But uh, the last question that I'd like to ask you right now is just... Um, Talking about Soulforge Fusion, we've talked about it some on this show, and like I've been getting into it, but if you had to give one piece of advice to someone who's kind of picking up the game for the first time, trying it out, and maybe they want to take it farther, they want to know more, they want to learn more, maybe try a tournament, um, what advice would you give them? Yeah, the best advice, I think, and I think this goes for most games, uh, I, I would say, but uh, when you buy your initial collection, whatever size pool that is, right? Some of us jump, you know, 10 feet in and some of us just kind of dip a toe, uh, right? However, however big your collection is, uh, start by playing all of it. Don't don't just pick your favorite and play only that for a while and, and just get to know one deck. I think as uh, humans, we, we tend to have the tendency to, to want to be the best we can be. And we think by sticking with the same set of cards or the same deck, and I'm just going to be a master of this strategy. Um, a lot of people will take that approach. I think, you know, it's best to just play all of your cards. Uh, and what I like to do is just play random. Even today I'll, I'll randomly pick, you know, Soulforge fusion decks and play those because you're interfacing with cards that you wouldn't normally interface with. And you'll, you'll start to understand those niche scenarios where those cards 
if you thought they weren't good before, they might have actually a very decent use. Um, and so a lot of cards will surprise you. And I think that's the best way to get, to get used to the whole, you know, body of every set, essentially. That's really good advice. And, I like uh, it. I think Ron, that that is advice that means that you should play more priests. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, I, I knew that something like that was coming. Uh, I was already thinking when you were saying that, I was like, oh, so uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't have like three times as many wins in Hearthstone with Hunter than literally every other class? No. That's right. Yeah. No, it couldn't be. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Well, awesome. when you find what's good, though, of course, you know, play it. Solid. Yeah. Uh, I definitely uh, will stick by that most of the time. Um, but I, I think it is like extremely good advice, uh, especially when it comes to like starting out when you're learning a game, especially, you know, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Don't confine yourself to one thing, be a jack of all trades first, and then refine your interests. I agree. And, uh, I think with that, we will wrap up this segment and just, uh, you know, we'll have, links and we'll talk more later in the show about where you can find more from ryan um besides in the uh stoneblade entertainment discord uh, but he mentioned his youtube video we'll plug all of that later as well uh, and talk a bit more about the rest of this stuff but real quick we're going to just bust through a couple of these uh segments that we have the first one's going to be our term of the week ron um, actually, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind taking this one, because I don't really know much about Scoop at all. What? That I know. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Doesn't Scoop come from poker? How do you not know the term Scoop, Ron? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking of it in terms of poker. <laughs> I thought it was maybe wait. something else. No, it's that. It's that. That's it. Just the poker Did, term? Like, yes. uh, you just... You just take everything. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> my bad. Sorry, I, I had a, a weird day today. So less prepared I, than I otherwise oh, would be. That's okay. Um, I don't have a whole lot to go in on as far as like scoop is concerned uh, in terms of other card games. I, I definitely am familiar with it, like in poker, just being like, oh, you you know, uh, when you win. Uh, a particular pot or you have like the best type of hand you just scoop which means you just take the whole pot and you win uh so it in other card games this is reference to maybe like something so overpowered that it's like an auto win yeah pretty much where yeah you just once it's like well okay i've definitely lost this game there's just like no way i can do this you just Basically, it's like, right, you scoop up all your chips. You're, that's where it came from in poker. Right? You're just, you're scooping up. You're just scooping everything away. It's just gone. That's it. You're just conceding. You're leaving the game. Um, but I did want to just also mention that uh, that is thanks to one of the Twitch viewers, Dave G. And you know, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, if you ever have a term that you'd like us to talk about, then definitely please do that. But it was kind of funny because I was like, that comes from poker. And then Dave <laughs> had said he actually heard that first from watching some Magic the Gathering streams. Uh, so I was like, okay, so here's some more terms that are kind of transcending across multiple card games. Yeah, sometimes things bleed over in just different ways. It's kind of funny how it happens. Yeah. All right. 
And like I said, we're going to whip through this news here. So I'll take away our news uh, for general TCG Con Denver happened last weekend, May 20th and 21st. We're going to talk about that a bit more in depth for our main segment. Uh, for Hearthstone, Festival of Legends mini sets uh, was announced. They are doing card reveals throughout this whole weekend, and it will be launching next week on Wednesday, May 31st. Uh, they're calling it Audio Apocalypse. So Festival of Legends Audio Apocalypse coming out. Uh, for Flesh and Blood, the Dusk Till Dawn booster set was announced, and it's a special milestone being their 10th booster set released since the game came out. Uh, Marvel Snap has uh, also released their latest patch. They're doing a ton of those, but the latest patch released with some card game change or some card changes, uh, several locations being removed, and they also kind of put in a note about the patch patch versus OTA schedule cadence that they kind of want to stick to because they've gotten some good feedback on those OTA patches. Uh, MTGA launched on Steam, which super cool <laughs> i think uh that's kind of an indication that mtga has been growing and is launching on multiple platforms now so pretty awesome a uh, couple things for pokemon the pokemon tcg scarlet and violet paldea evolved will be releasing on june 9th and then they just announced scarlet and violet's obsidian flame which will be releasing on august 11th uh, and then for Legends of Runeterra, they released a big Eternal-focused patch, got 23 buffs, a handful of nerfs. Uh, they are having two Runeterra opens in the month of June uh, that will be in that Eternal format. They're coming out with some more Pride bundles that are completely free until June 28th that have some emotes and icons. There's a couple of emote and icons celebrating the release of Convergence, a League of Legends story that just came out. And you can also get seven free standard decks until June 28th. So if you want to log in and get a bunch of free stuff, you have until June 28th. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Log in before then and claim a bunch of stuff because that is super cool. So, uh... That is what we have for news. Quite a bit there. But uh, what do we have this week for competitive and organized play, Ron? Right on. Well, uh, uh, quite uh, on the same vein as with news, we got a little bit more than um, previous weeks in competitive and organized play. Uh, Hearthstone has a big tournament this weekend with Battlegrounds. Lobby Legends is happening this weekend. There are 16 players playing with a $50,000 prize pool, uh, which is pretty exciting and uh, is, is currently going on. Um, catch on Twitch uh, over this weekend. There should be uh, some pretty exciting stuff with uh, old hand casters Raven and Soddle that you might recognize from uh, a lot of other um, official Hearthstone events. In Magic, we have the Arena Championship 3 happening this weekend. 32 players playing and a $200,000 prize pool. Also, a spot at the next Magic the Gathering World Championships is up for grabs. And that is streamed at uh, also on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash magic. It's going to be starting at 9 a.m. Pacific each day. 
Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! has some exciting things going on with YCS Philadelphia this weekend with WCQ regional qualifiers for Cyberstorm Access also happening this weekend. And the Cyberstorm Access regional qualifiers are the last chance to earn a WCQ invite and world qualifying points for the 2023 season. So definitely a huge deal there. Um, And uh, we've mentioned many times before, the next Yu-Gi-Oh! Championship Series event will be taking place in Cancun, Mexico, uh, September 16th through 17th of this year. Uh, Lastly, some competitive news for Flesh and Blood. We've got Battle-Hardened Metropole Ruhr happening June 2nd through the 4th. We've got The Calling Singapore happening June 9th through the 11th. Battle-Hardened Baltimore happening June 16th through the 18th at SCGCon. And USA Nationals is going to be going down at the fabled Westgate Las Vegas Report, uh, where a calling event will be happening. And that is August 25th through 27th of this year. So a lot of exciting stuff. ton of things this weekend. Yeah. I noticed that when I was filling in some of the notes. I was like, why is it all this weekend? We've talked about that. <laughs> like, we, just, we go in cycles, you know? If, if some, someone's doing something this weekend, there's a whole bunch right. going on also this weekend. It's like, yeah, nothing, nothing. Four different card games all in the same weekend. Uh, okay, well, I hope you're not a fan of all of them because good luck trying to keep up with it all at the same time. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. I think we we did pretty well with going through those pretty quickly. So let's go ahead and jump into our roundtable topic of this week, which is going to be a kind of, I guess, our part two interview <laughs> with Ryan and talking about uh, TCGCon Denver, which I also attended. We talked about that and it was super fun. So uh, I don't know. Ryan, you want to kick things off with just talking a little bit about your experience at TCGCon Denver? Yeah, so uh, arriving at TCGCon Denver, uh, Soulforge Fusion had uh, a pretty big banner set up, was pretty easy to find, but uh, walking in, the amount of vendors and the amount of people was actually quite a quite a bit, uh, pretty impressive. And sitting down for Soulforge, the day one was uh, Saturday, was the constructed day, if you will, the competitive tournament. And then the second day was side events, which was you know, ended up being, I think, two sealed events, depending on on how long people um, stayed. And, you know, with the algorithmically created decks of Soulforge Fusion, I think sealed is is really the funnest way to play because you just kind of handed a, a box of random things and you get to pick two of the four, slap them together and just start playing a game, which is really a lot of fun. Yes, it it was. I think even as a new player... I probably still didn't really have a chance, uh, you know, <laughs> winning any games, <laughs> but I had more fun playing in, in that sealed event, I, I would say, because it kind of even just gave me that, like, hope that maybe I had a chance, right? I'm like, cool, I'm just, like, picking some decks and everybody else is picking decks and maybe I can put something together that's that's at least somewhat decent. And if I play it okay, maybe I can I can win. Um, so that was, even as a new player, that felt like a really cool way to just jump into the game and, and go. Yeah, and for being a new player, I mean, the tournaments, I think, were 10 players one day and 12 the next day. 
Uh, you know, and three of those were previous top cut ultimate championship players. Uh, another four of those were uh, more or less pillars of the online community for this game that play in and out, you know, every, every day. So uh, jumping in, you know, it might've been a difficult task to win games because you were up against some very, very competitive players, but it was fun to see the new players. Uh, great to interact with everybody. That That's one of the coolest things about this game is the community's absolutely amazing. I mean, day two, we ended up with more players than day one because a couple of people who saw the game, I think just said, Oh, I want to, you know, come over here and, and play with you guys. That looks like a lot of fun. So that was really cool to see. Yeah. One of those uh, was uh, Ron knows uh, based Inc. Uh, she was uh, the friend that actually came with my husband and I down to the event. Uh, she played in the Yu-Gi-Oh tournament the first day and then was like, you know, we were kind of showing her the game. She was standing around just chatting with uh, some of the people from the Soulforge, you know, community while we were playing our matches. And, you know, she was like, this looks pretty cool. And she was just in, kind of invested, asking some questions. And then, you know, we kind of helped her out. And then when it was time for the sealed, again, it was easy because even though she didn't really have anything for the game, she got the decks just by playing. So she didn't have to even bring a deck. And, you know, we just lent her like tokens. And I think a lot of other people were kind of uh, really like, hey, here's here's a play mat you can borrow. And like, here's the stuff that you have some counters or some dice or some something so that you can, you know, use those along with these decks that you essentially paid for with the with the buy in and doing the draft. Um, so yeah, it, it was absolutely super cool to to see like that kind of mix of veteran, like well-known competitive players with us that were like, we don't really know what we're doing, but we're here and we're having fun. <laughs> so I, I have to say, I didn't expect to win, but I hoped that I would win at least one. Uh, it didn't happen, sadly. Uh, so that first day, right, was you said 10 players. And uh, yeah, I put on Twitter, I was like, yay, you know, bad news, I didn't win. But good news, I was in the top 10. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the Soulforge Twitter account even was like, hey, congrats on top 10. <laughs> so that was hilarious. I was like, yeah, look at all the support. This is great. <laughs> Love that. One thing, it's really cool to see like the official Stoneblade. You know, the game is still fairly small and the developers are very invested with the community. You know, at any given point, you can jump on the Stoneblade Discord and talk with you know, the the rules person, the director of OP, uh, any of the developers, they're very invested. You know, even Justin Gary from time to time uh, jumps into the Discord and, and talks with players. Uh, so one thing is, I think we feel very heard as a community. And that, that just kind of translates to these events, you know, where we had a great time. And it's really cool to see that they responded to your, to your uh, message out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which, you know, was slightly like salt on the wound but also at the same time I was like <laughs> yeah like they're cheering me on let's go like so it, you know it was super cool but uh yeah i i had an absolute blast it was you know my first event like i said i i basically just started playing a couple of weeks before the event um in preparation for going because i was like Soulforge, cool this seems really great and then my husband and i played like two games we were like this game is cool and then i learned about tcg con and it was like that's in denver that's not a very far drive like let's go 
And so we pretty much were like, we should probably learn this game before we just go and like <laughs> play a tournament. Uh, but it was super fun. Well, one thing I noticed is match one, you guys got paired up against each other, which is always unfortunate. You drive to yeah. an event to meet and play new <laughs> yep. people and match go one, you got, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that right round one, husband versus wife finale, brother versus brother. It was it was like and then there was a father and son that were there at the yep. event as well. Uh, I think they got paired up at one point and both days for the main tournament and then for the side event sealed draft. I ended up playing against both of them. And I'm like, oh, I was hoping to, you know, face against like <laughs> other people on the second yeah. day. But now I got to like the same pairings. I'm like, no, I lost to you all yesterday. <laughs> I don't want to lose to you again today. Uh, but yeah. I did play Sean, uh, the son in, in the sealed event. And he, he crushed me. So he he's pretty good at card games. He was telling me he's played a lot of them. Um, I'm hoping he sticks around Soulforge Fusion because he had a very interesting uh, sealed deck choice that he made and, uh, you know, piloted it really well. So that was really cool to see. Yeah, he did. He crushed me too. And I think I think in his draft, <laughs> sealed draft, and he landed a Talison, and I could not remove it. And I was like, well... I guess I just lose this game. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, turns out free cards are good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty good. Okay, Ron, I know that you don't know much about this game. The card names probably mean like nothing <laughs> to you. but I heard free card, and free cards, I agree. Yeah. Free cards are generally always good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. I'll I'll try to think of a good like Hearthstone comparison for you for uh for Talison. Um there I felt like there was also a lot of shamblers over the weekend, which uh you know, turns out shamblers are good. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yes. Uh for the listeners, a shambler essentially is a card that anytime a creature dies, you damage your opponent and you gain life. You're you're literally just stealing the life of your opponent, and uh that that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Turns out, turns out, especially when uh, it starts leveling up and potentially dealing more damage, and oh yeah, it's uh, not great. I had uh, one of my matches in the preliminary that I lost uh, to to Cody, um, who was playing the I like to call the shambling squared. So it's it gets the algorithmically created forge word of shambling on top of the base creature shambler. So it, it gets to do the thing twice. Anytime a creature dies, um, he essentially had a turn where I had no hand involvement and, and affected a 72, uh, health point swing in the game. And, and in this game, you start at 50 points. So that's pretty drastic. 72. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, I think we were both staring that's... at each other across the table, and I said, yeah, <laughs> if you drew it, you drew it. Like, there's nothing I can do here. Yeah, like you just knew. <laughs> you knew. Yep. Sometimes it's just like that. Yeah, that's card games. All right, Ron, do you want to ask us any questions or ask Ryan any other questions? Kind of guide a little bit about the, uh, the TCG con? Um... Just uh, overall, like, how was the 
how how did it feel like going to TCG Con and um, is it is it the kind of experience that you would recommend uh, someone else uh, do even if they had like minimal involvement in card games? Like how how big of a card game investment uh, do you need to have to be like kind of a a newcomer to it and, and join in? I guess to to either of you and talk over each other, go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I I would just say that when you travel to these events and uh, you get to meet people in person, especially if they're people you've talked to online, but even if they're not, um, you know, you get to form a human connection, and that that's not for everybody per se, but you gain an investment level right uh, in the game that you would not have otherwise just just playing the game. Um, with your with your local competitors um, and then hearing about these events uh, you know I first traveled to Fuse Fest for this game which was earlier this year and the people that I met there uh, I've maintained contact with online which increases my I would say competitive viability right because I met other good players we talk uh, we continue to talk and we share strategies but not only that then like I'm I become invested in the future of the game uh, my interest level peaks up. I just think it's a, a maybe an unnoticed factor in uh, really increasing not only like your skill, but just your mental capacity of the game because you you talk to people outside of your silo of information. You know, it's it's just a really fun time as well to meet people. Yeah, I would say from from my end to being like very new. You know, both my husband and I knew based that came along with us, like she joined that second day. She was absolutely new. Uh, and I think, first of all, it speaks volumes about a game and a community when somebody came for a different event and then goes, yeah, that kind of sucked. I want to play over here with you all. <laughs> I want to play your game uh, on the second day. Like that's, you know, first of all, that that's huge. Um, but also, like, I didn't even honestly feel new like everybody was just so welcoming it was just like chatting with people that i've known for a long time even though i literally had just met them you know everyone was super friendly the the players the like kind of staff that were there uh jerch who is also from another soul forge podcast uh and cody who ryan has mentioned they do a podcast um and they actually had like these really cool like custom token cards with like a QR code that links to their podcast that uh, they were giving out to everybody there, which I was like, hell yeah, these are awesome looking. I love these. Uh, super cool. And, you know, it was just it was fun. And I got token things just for competing. So I got cool little tokens. Uh, there was also a little like for participating everyone was supposed to get a zombie token there was some error in the printing of those which they were definitely not right on part of it which was hilarious but then alex who is uh as brian mentioned earlier the kind of overall like he he's like the tournament guy right he does like all of the tournament stuff for Soulforge uh overall and he is actually from the uk but he came and he was there uh, and then kind of him and uh, Jerch that were running the tournaments and uh, who else was there? Nick, uh, Nick Fletcher, who works on the game as well. He was there. 
And they all were like, well, we can't really give these out because they're like wrong. And if you play with them, like there would be like, it would be breaking the game essentially because they're totally wrong. But then they said, okay, well, let's take a Sharpie. Let's like cross this out. And then like they signed it so that it was like corrected and then has their signature on it. And then they still gave it to everybody, which honestly, I was like, that's super cool. And that's something that like probably nobody else will really ever have. Right. That's a pretty limited, like exclusive kind of thing. So I was like, hey, that's a really kind of cool thing that they did. Uh, And you know, Jerch was just an amazing tournament organizer. He was super, super like inviting and welcoming, helped everybody get checked in for the tournament, helped do all that. And, you know, just the whole time, like, even though I was new to the game, it didn't feel like I was new at all. And honestly, that is huge. And that has made me want to do even more. Now I'm like, now I want to go to all the events. Like, this is super cool, right? And like, Line them up. Yeah. I didn't win a single game, but I walked away with like a couple new decks from the sealed event. I walked away with little token things. I walked away with a cool custom like robot dog thing that links to a cool podcast. Like I got, I got all sorts of prizes and I didn't win a single game. And that was cool. <laughs> so I was like, cool. If I sucked, I still got stuff. So I still felt like I, I walked away with something and. I don't think I felt that for quite a while now in in a card game. <laughs> so uh, that was that was very cool to me as somebody who was pretty new. That's awesome. That's like exactly the experience you want. That's so cool. Yeah. And you you mentioned uh, Jerch. I would say that uh, I'm gonna I, I'm trying to give him a new name that that people are gonna call him by, and he is now the People's Champ. Um, he's a he's a very strong player in the game, uh, but he gave up the opportunity to play. Uh, when he was asked to do the TO, you know, because he, he wants to give people that experience, the exact experience you mentioned. When he hears that, he's going to be on the moon um, because that's exactly what he wanted to provide. So that, that's so cool to hear. But, uh, you know, he, he gave up the opportunity to play. And I know that doesn't hurt his feelings one bit. But uh, for that reason, I'm going to try to get the whole community to just start calling him the people's champ. He, I like it. He really is. It absolutely felt like it. Uh, I also did get to actually do an interview with him uh, at the convention there, too. So uh, I've got a little bit more editing I want to do on that, and then I'll be putting that out on my YouTube. So, you know, if you're like, okay, who are they talking about? Then then you'll know. Um, yeah, stay tuned I for think... Dragon Rider reports yeah. from the scene. I'm looking <laughs> forward right. to it. I didn't say it. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, Dragon, no. Pr- Dragon Rider oh. reporting live from TCG. Missed opportunity. Well, I was, okay, like, I didn't feel well the second day. And then I, you know, like, I don't know. I I feel bad. I was talking to Ryan. And then I'm like, after a few minutes, I was like, hey, sorry, I got to go. And I had a super bad migraine that second day. And then I had to go to the bathroom and throw up a couple of times. <laughs> migraine was so bad so i felt so bad i'm like in the middle of matches i'm like i'll be right back i'm gonna go puke uh and yeah people are like trying to talk to me and i'm like sorry i gotta go uh so yeah it was it was still a lot of fun and a great event even like despite that and i i just tried to push through it because i was like i want to soak up as many of like these moments of of talking to people and and playing as i could um so 
yeah, I just I just tried to push through that. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I'm also weird in person. Like I'm, I don't know, I'm awkward. <laughs> I think we all feel like we're awkward in person, right? That's just kind of a normal feeling. <laughs> Probably, <It happens>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially when you like enter into like a brand new thing and you don't know anybody. Uh, if other people know each other from like a previous event and you weren't at that previous event and you show up, it's just, it's like impossible to not feel awkward. But uh, what's really cool is when you have those welcoming communities that just make you feel either less awkward or after like just a little bit of time, it kind of dissipates. You feel like part of the crew. Like, it's really awesome. I don't know why. Every time I hear that, I just want to say part of the crew, part of the ship. I, <laughs> <laughs> I set you up for it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. Well, uh. Yeah, I I thought it was an absolutely fun event and I've definitely been looking to like what else what else is coming? What else is there? Um but even just like such a small event uh there there was a lot of that very welcoming and everybody chatting. Uh but I want to bring up this next point and I'm I'm going back to this question that I typed and I I'm going to read it right off the document here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ryan, you and your brother have both become quite the topic of discussion when it comes to your level of play, your decks, and your tournament results. Can you talk about how that came about and what it's like being the quote-unquote big bads that people want to beat? Yeah, I, I, I did laugh pretty hard when I read like the, the big bads. Um, that's I, I don't know that that can ever really feel right in my head, I guess. But, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of it, I, I think we're, we're good at the game, right? We, we've done our practice. We've done our, our research. We looked at the cards. We, we practiced together, you know, play tested, theorized and built the decks. But, uh, then, then at some point there's still a, a big portion of luck that goes into, you know, what we were able to do going top two and, and two competitive events. Uh, so if anything, I think that I, I dose it with a bit of that, right? There was luck involved and that, that keeps it normalized, but it is very interesting to, to, uh, hear the community discuss the decks and theory craft on how to beat the decks or, or beat the players. And, um, it, it, it's just a lot of fun to see. And then, you know, I mentioned the, the net decking before, it's also fun to see people try to create their own versions of, of some of the decks. Um, right now I'd say my, my brother's was a fairly unique concept uh, when we built that deck first. And then mine is, I would say, more of a common concept in the game. Just uh, rolled a little bit more efficiently in the algorithm than, than some might get, right? Um, but... I don't know that uh, we'll ever be the big bads because there there are a lot of other online tournaments that are going on with this game. We just happen to be the ones that did well at the two in-person events. Uh, you know, the, the Shuffle Bus is another content creation for Soulforge Fusion. They ran a pretty large tournament. Uh, my brother and I were both in there and, and we did not win. Um, so I think some, some other decks won. Um, but these ones just get a little bit more... Um, impetus, I guess, because they were the ultimate championships, which, which is very, very cool. Um, one part of your question though, is 
you know, how that came about. And I will say that we mentioned now Church and Cody who, who run a podcast for Soul Forge Fusion and they, they run it out of Minnesota. So uh, local players that I played with and I got to see them and, you know, they are brother-in-laws. And I thought, well, that would be, it's really cool to be able to share this experience, right? Playing the game, enjoying it with your brother. And I know my brother has been very competitive, uh, Greg, in uh, L5R, Magic the Gathering. I mean, you name the trading card game, he's probably been involved in some way, shape, or form. So I just, uh, after a night of playing against Church and Cody, I went on to Discord where I'm in a group with my brother and just dropped a link to Soulforge Fusion and said, hey, this is a pretty cool game if anyone's interested. Uh, I didn't follow it up with anything else, right? Just left it at that. And I knew, I knew in his mind that he would take a look at it, probably not leave a comment. But the next time he saw Soulforge Fusion on the shelf, he would be, oh, I'll buy a couple decks. So I think a month and a half went by. And then out of the blue, he sends me a message on Discord. Hey, I bought some Soulforge Fusion decks. You want to try this thing out? It's like, yep, I've been waiting for this moment, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, we we jammed some games and then we started talking and and then uh, the first Ultimate Championship was at Indiana. So my brother lives in Kansas. I live in Minnesota and said, hey, let's meet up in person and, and play again. Um, and so we both drove out there, met up and there it is. So really it just, I guess, all kind of stemmed from, you know, trying to get get my brother into the game, which has been phenomenal, uh, you know. Uh, but then, yeah, we play tested the decks and we ended up, I don't know if I want to get into too many details of the decks, but they, you know, it's purple green, uh, you know, in Soulforge Fusion, that's called Necrium Utera. So we both have the exact same color matchings, but wildly different deck concepts, which is also really cool. Yes. Those, those two, I would say definitely, I think were, extremely popular <laughs> on the tournament i think that they say i think the first day uh every single player had green right had utera yep yeah and then and then every other deck had purple except for two uh the two of them were were green blue um, <laughs> that was mine <laughs> and so I, I you know with most of these games you're gonna have in sets uh, different different factions kind of get the the high roll or the the better run, um, but I would say we we haven't fully fleshed out these things. It's still a very new game. Uh, you know, I mentioned that shovel bus tournament, which I think was twenty seven people, and a red blue deck won that. Which you know, so uh, yeah. All right, so you're telling me to really get Ron into this so that I can get Ron hooked on Soulforge. I just have to keep like drop a link and then maybe somehow convince him to see it at a game store. True. <laughs> so true. he can buy some more. Uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, how long ago was it now? Maybe like two months. I think probably a, a two month, months ago. A month yeah. and a half, two months ago on the show, we both opened uh, a set one starter kit. To like we're like okay let's open these live on the show we have no idea what we're looking at let's try this so we're we're looking at these things we're both like okay cool there's cards and things we don't know what any of this means i remember seeing some dinosaurs like, i was pretty hyped there, about that there was dinosaurs 
So I watched that episode, and I, I got to tell you, I, I also <laughs> love dinosaurs. Some of the first decks I played were, were all dinosaurs, and I, I also get very excited about dinosaurs in this game uh, or in any game when I see them, uh, which, which is a lot of fun. And watching watching that and listening to that episode, it was really kind of fun to watch you guys' progression of seeing the cards, you know, figuring out the minions, you know, seeing that there's no rules, like one – you know, that's one of the bad parts I would say about yeah. the starter kit. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're like, wait, uh, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, we're like, cards, yeah. cool. What, what do we do with them? <laughs> it just reminded me of when I opened the thing, right? Like actually seeing or hearing someone go through the process uh, who hadn't done it before. I could tell neither of you opened it before. And it was really just enjoyable to be like, yes, that that was my exact experience. Nailed it. Nice. Nice. Glad to hear that. Yeah, it was well, a lot of fun opening the <laughs> the set, and I was looking forward to what? trying to play with my partner. But uh, I still have not gotten Michelle to to play that game with me. Uh, in large part, though, she's just doing like crazy nursing shifts right now. Like she's on a twelve right now. She's got like three more twelves coming up in the next few days. Eventually, it's gonna happen, and I'm I'm gonna slam down those dinosaurs, and she's gonna be sorry then. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna play and you're gonna be hooked Ron. i'm telling you you're gonna you're gonna be hooked and then it's you're coming. gonna be joining us at the next yeah. <laughs> is coming. uh i gotta take down the big bad somehow right <laughs> <laughs> good luck good luck uh you too can be in top 10 i will, hey. I will say <laughs> oh yes okay well thank you so much ryan for talking about that i just uh, you commented on on the wording that I had used for that question, so I had to had to make sure that I read it <laughs> as I had it typed. <sighs> well, anything else that we want to talk about before we move into some lightning round questions? Oh, I've been looking forward to the lightning <laughs> round. Let's dive into it. Awesome. Do you want to start, Ron, or do you want me to kick off the first one? Uh, I can kick it off. So uh, I guess I love this question too. This is one of my favorite questions. So uh, Ryan, if you're ready, lightning round, here we go. Just quick gut reaction type of, type of questions. If you were a card from any of the card games that you played, which one would you be? Um, Hypnotic Spectre. Sweet. Uh, tell me what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so when I played Magic the Gathering a, a long time ago, uh, it was a 2-2 two, two, uh, flying creature that when it, it hit the opponent, they had to discard a card, and I believe it was at random. Uh, Ooh, okay. And so, I can see it. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was one of my favorite cards. To this date, I still have a deck you know, that I shelved away in the closet that's got four of them in there. So That's awesome. All right. Next question. What is your favorite type or archetype of deck to play? Oh, uh, it's got to be control. And I think that goes back to the Hypnotic Spectre as well. Uh, I feel like, you know, if I can take away all of your good decisions, then I have nothing left to do but probably win the game. And so the more in control, the better. I would say that's also probably a very, like, Necrium or Purple in Soulforge as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will say in Soulforge, my, my first attempt was a Loyan blue, uh, because I loved purple blue back when I played Magic uh, for that very control aspect. And so, yeah, Necrium has definitely been enjoyable. 
Nice. Um, next question for you. What's one goal you have for yourself in the card game sphere? Uh, yes, I will beat my brother in the finals at Worlds at uh, Gen Con for Soul Forge Fusion this year. I love that. <laughs> Let's go. It's the rivalry we've all been we've all been waiting for. I want to see it. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. All right. Yep. I was able to take him down one match here at uh, TCG Con Denver in the preliminaries, but I was not able to beat him in the finals, unfortunately. Dang. It oh. just it sets up the the arc better so that you can have the full redemption arc when you get him at Gen Con. It'll be good. Yes. Perfect. Exactly. It's, it's all scripted. It's all scripted. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, so, not not that it's scripted, uh, but uh, part of the rewards for winning an ultimate championship are that you get a card made, a future card made in your likeness. Um, and so, when he won Indiana, he set it up as his card that he wanted was a. I won't go into details, essentially, but a brother uh, who had lost his brother, essentially, through one way or another. Uh, just kind of leaving open the possibility that if I were to, to win one in the future, that we could have a set of, of dueling brothers. And so when oh, we went really to... Cool. Yeah, so when we went to Denver and he won, um, because he had already had one, the reward passed down to me. And so... In the near future, you know, in a couple sets down the road, there's going to be a Uteran and a Necrium brother in Soulforge Fusion, which I think that will be very fun to see. That's awesome. Cool. It, it's it like it was scripted almost. He set it up and then <laughs> follows through. I like it. Right, right. That's right. That's right. So what you're saying is whoever gets third place at Gen Con gets a card. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Got it. Go for third. There's a big payoff there. All right. Uh, the next question we have here is, do you prefer physical or digital cards? That's a very difficult one. I, my reaction is physical. I like to be able to, to hold the cards, uh, play with the person, talk with the person. Um, but digital opens up so many amazing avenues, like being able to play on my couch with my friends that I've also played physically or not, you know? So I, I think physical, but digital is, is pretty amazing as well. It's always okay. a tough question to answer to um i think yeah. like when i had that question I, I thought about it for a while I, i've done more digital than physical but like i mean the appeal of when you have those cards like physically in your possession i mean even if the game dies you still have it you know, it's not going away and you know with digital games as cool as they can be and like the collection that you have if the game fails at some point buy, goodbye cards. Yeah. yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. So, you know, I have a, a deck of L5R that I had played a long, long time ago, and it went through reiterations to where it's it's no longer a game that you can you can play or you can go buy. Um, I didn't play it for very long. I played it with my brother who played competitively, you know, and we have the ability to each pull out a deck that we shelved in the closet uh, at some point in our lives and replay. And I'll pull out my rattling army. You know, I will have no idea what it's supposed to do or how it's going to run, but we'll be able to play it again. That's awesome. 
And then you got to round up some friends and start hosting underground games. <laughs> Restart the community from the ground up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess if uh, if Hearthstone ever goes down, we'll have our Twitch clips. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just we'll just um <laughs> just... we'll remake the game physically by like retracing our steps from the Twitch clips. The physical the game based on the digital game that was based yeah. on the physical game. All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> it's like card game in- inception. Exactly. Oh. Hey, you got the name right there, Hearthstone Inception. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We always like to do at least one like off the wall not put in the show note question for the lightning round. So I have one for you here. Uh, which, if like, if you were one of the Forgeborn from Soulforge, which Forgeborn would you be? Yeah, Korok. So this one's a fairly easy one for me. Um, I would say the first time I played Korok, who is a Tempest or Red, um, Forgeborn, uh, the amount of people that right off the bat told me that Forgeborn is not good, uh, init- like instantly put up my hackles and I said, I'm, I'm going to make it good. If you tell me something's not good, I'm going to find a way to make it good. Um, and, and I do believe Korok is, you know, no worse than any of them out there. He's a very strong Forgeborn, has his uh, definite abilities, and he's a very aggressive Forgeborn. So, like when you're playing a game as Korok, you're trying to end the game as quickly as you, as you can, uh, which I I think is a very uh, fun playstyle. If you can't control them so that they have no good decisions, you could just take away all their decisions by, you know, killing them very quickly, uh, which Korok can can do. So, yeah, awesome. See, Ron, Soulforge Fusion also has face. They have Smork decks. You just yeah you, you hit them I'm in the face. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. so hard, Ron. I need you to get involved in this game. <laughs> it's it's my new love. I'm like I'm I'm hooked. <laughs> I That's need awesome. you to get into it. <laughs> uh, eventually, when when Michelle's schedule calms down and we get to actually play a game against each other with the starter kit, I'll uh, I'll report back, and maybe that'll be the the thing that opens the floodgates. All right, I'm ready. I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, we would love to hear from you, Ryan, real quick. Uh, where can people find you or follow you? You definitely mentioned your YouTube, so please absolutely also like plug that so that uh, people can check out more of what you do. Yeah. If you're interested in Soulforge Fusion, you know one of the best places to find me is the Stoneblade Entertainment uh, SBE Discord, uh, where I'm Casey Kid on there. I'm pretty active, always trying to help new players. Uh, but then also I, I do the Forgeborn finishing school on YouTube. Uh, so youtube.com, you know, slash the Forgeborn finishing school. Uh, and you can see some videos, you know, essentially on how to really just kind of kickstart your competitive, uh, you know, capabilities in the game and things that I, I hope are useful to, you know, newer players and advanced players alike. Yes. 100%. I I don't know if I actually mentioned it on the show cuz I think you and I were talking about it before we recorded. Uh but I watched like all of your videos 
leading up to to TCG Con. It was like that two week period. I was like, okay, I gotta like study this game <laughs> as much as I can. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of have limited time because I'm still streaming Hearthstone and doing this other content and, and doing these other things. So where can I learn the fastest? And it was like, oh, these videos are awesome. You give a lot of tips. There was some videos where you kind of talked about like some of the most like notable or kind of big, like impactful cards. So I kind of knew, oh, hey, if I hear somebody talking about this, at least I kind of can, like, I know, oh, that's kind of like an important card. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of had some things to uh, to look for, which actually was really helpful because then I knew what Talison was when I got demolished by it uh, on day two. <laughs> so I was like, huh, yeah, I remember this from the video. Yep. Uh, oh, hey, I know this card. Oh, <laughs> yep, wait, yep. this card means I lost. <laughs> yeah, that, that was not great. Um, but, you know, I, I will say, too, if, if there is anybody who wants to check out the channel, uh, for me personally, absolutely recommend the video about batching and how batch works. Uh, you and I talked about it before the show, but like in Magic, you have the stack, like cards get added to the stack and things resolve. Um, like in Legends of Runeterra, things kind of get uh, resolved also in kind of that backwards order. Um, so for uh, Soulforge Fusion is a little bit different in kind of how that works. It's kind of like the current card resolves and then other things right like when you play a creature like that all resolves first and then other things happen around it i did not understand that or know that like just by reading the rules and then i watched your video on that and was like that's important i feel like i should uh it's kind of like a need to know thing <laughs> otherwise i would mess everything up in how this works yeah, it is. A, it's a unique approach. I'm, I'm glad you bring up that video. And it's it's really awesome to hear that, you know, people find this stuff useful. Um, you know, like the batch mechanics, just understanding it is, uh, you know, useful to play, of course, obviously, right? But, you know, I think when you understand the stack uh, in Magic or when you understand the batch in Soulforge Fusion, like you can use that to your advantage. You can weaponize it by playing cards in, in the correct order. Um, so that, that's why I really wanted to get that one out there. And I'm, I, it's really awesome to hear that people find it useful. Um, and of course, before we wrap up the show, uh, just want to check in one last time if uh, there's any other places that people can find you or any last things uh, on your mind that she wanted to plug. Uh, no, that's, that's where you can find me. Um, I guess I will, you know, just throw one more mention out there for the Stoneblade Discord. If you want to try Soulforge Fusion, that's the best place. Is if you go to Soulforge uh, Fusion's website, Google it, uh, and then their Discord's right on there. You can join. The community's amazing. You can play it on Tabletop Simulator. Just about any time of the day, you'll be able to find someone who wants to help you learn how to play the game. Um, you know, And if, if you can't find someone, reach out to me. I would love to have you on and and teach you how to play Soulforge Fusion and talk about the game or, you know, or other games. Awesome. Well, uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us this week. And uh, you, the viewers and listeners, thank you so much for joining us. If you all know anyone that might be interested in joining us, of course, please reach out. You can email us at tccgroundtable at protonmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, and you can find the link, of course, in our description and show notes for uh, a link to our Discord as well. 
You can check out the video version at YouTube if you search Dragon Rider TCCG. And we are everywhere you can find audio podcasts. Also, you can help support us directly while getting some sweet merch like playmats and other game accessories with our Inked Gaming affiliate link, which you can find in our uh, top pin tweet and links. And uh, you can find us individually, uh, your hosts, myself, uh, Ron Mexico, at Twitter, um, at Ron underscore HS. You can find me on YouTube at Ron Mexico HS. And you can find me streaming on Twitch Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern at Ron Mexico HS. Uh, Don, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Find me on Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider TCCG. And you can find me talking all about standard Hearthstone every week over at the Dr. 3HS podcast as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, And that will do it for us for this week. So thank you once again, and we will see you at the roundtable.